Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Good evening, ladies and gents. Welcome back to the Fallout Bar here at Online Darts. It's day two of the Paddy Power World Darts Championship from Alexandra Palace in London. Myself, Jack Coward, once again, joined by Mr. Cam McFarlane. Cam, how are we doing, buddy? Hey, evening, mate. How are we? All right, there was a bit of concern that perhaps that intro is going to be good morning and not good evening. It's it's approaching midnight here in the UK. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a long one today, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been a long one, hasn't it? And it doesn't board well for everyone else when you've then got me and you chatting about it because we know we like to go on a little bit as well. We do. I'll be honest, we're going to struggle with some of these games. It's yes. not been the best day of action from the PDC World Darts Championships. However, we will do our best to give you our insight on all eight games. Yeah. We do have a couple of clips from the players in interviews to play for you guys. Four in the back end ready to go. And potentially, uh, we might get a conversation from the uh, winner of match number eight today, the final Scots with Mr. Gary Anderson. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen that already. Uh, but you're here watching the results show anyway. So uh, that's on yeah. you. Um, evening to all of the chat room. Uh be honest, guys, we put a start time because YouTube say we have to put a start time for a stream. The one thing to understand is we're never going to go live before the end of play. It's always in the next 10 to 15 minutes as soon as the darts is over. So despite the fact that this show was in for 10 to 11 tonight, if the darts isn't over, we won't be here yet. Yeah, apologies. We if, we're, <laughs> if we're not sat watching it. So we need to watch it first and then uh, come here and do the show for you guys. I'll be honest, um, with some of them that we watched today, I wish we didn't have to watch them. Well, yeah, but the last game was worth watching, so you have to stick oh, around yeah, for that one, don't you? So, uh, Daniel's in, says, God, the first two games were very boring. Yeah, look, tough little session, tough day, to be fair. We've said that before. James says, last match made up for it. It well and truly did. Bob, we'll get to your point uh, when we get to that game. I had exactly the same thought, but I've stayed quite quiet about it on social media today. Uh, I thought I'd save it for purely um, the fallout bar um jack Seney says hi how we doing pal 
Sean's in. He says, hi, good. Edwards Night Sean's would love to see Haruki or Simon win. Yeah, tough takes for both of those players. Kieran's in. He says, good evening. Matthew's in. He says, evening, guys. Connor's in as well. All saying good evening. The squad that will no doubt get involved with the predictions. Cam dropped me a message earlier after the first game of the day going, haha, 1 0. He's not piped up again since, or he's either not been asked to keep up with our predictions, or he's losing heavily. What <laughs> I don't team? know. I'll be <laughs> honest, that was the only one I could remember. <laughs> <laughs> because we've never heard of Sandra so and it's paid off for you. Uh, Steven, yeah. he says, good day. Uh, James says, Gary played well, and Andrew's in. He says, evening, lads. Any reason why Barry Keane didn't have the Paddy Power logo on the shirt? Yes, I put this on social media a little bit earlier. Uh, all players under the age of 25 will not wear the Paddy Power logo on their shirt throughout oh. this tournament. It's part of Paddy Power's commitment to safer gambling. Uh, they don't want to be encouraging those of the younger age group to get carried away um so anybody aged 25 or under will not be wearing the paddy power logo on their shirt i believe what they will do instead is carry the logo of paddy powers uh, associate sponsor not sponsor charity sponsor for this year which is prostate cancer uk obviously the big 180 challenge this year every 180 hit this year paddy power will donate a thousand pound to prostate cancer uk keen was wearing that logo instead so expect that for all players under the age of 25 throughout this tournament bit of a strange um, isn't it like it is it isn't when you've got when you've got the everything else that get that it's emblazoned with it yes but actually yeah. there is certain restrictions within the industry anyway in the past um Joe and I have been at a tournament. We've gone to do some content with another bookmaker and found out I was actually 25 in six weeks' time, so I wasn't allowed on it. They, they won't let you contribute at all uh, if you're yeah. under the age of 25, and, and it's good to see that them sticking to that. This is a Paddy Power decision, not a PDC decision. Um, it's something that they're keen on within the industry, and uh, I rate it. Imagine paying yeah. all that money going, actually, no, 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 you're not doing that. We've paid for you to do it, but you're not doing it. You can wear something else. Like, it, it's, yeah, it's no, weird. I don't. I like it. And it's, it's a good idea. It just it still drives me as a bit odd when everywhere else is plastered with the name. It does, but it is what it is. I guess there's licenses and laws and all sorts as well about. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, you get it in football, don't you? You get it, but but it's usually eighteen, not twenty-five. To be fair. Yeah. Right. Let's talk about the action. We start in the afternoon session. We're going to race through a few of these. I'm just going to double check which ones we have clips for before we get too far in. That's exactly where we will start. Lee Evans against Sandro Eric Sosin, one of four players from the Philippines to be taking part. We saw one last night um, in Paolo Nebreda, beaten by Simon Whitlock. Sandro Eric Sosin, not as competitive in this game, uh, not quite living up to it. It's a bit generic, and I hate that it's a bit of a, a conversation point now, but all of the Asian players seem to have magnificent technique, incredible actions, but it's just the ability to execute under pressure and the mental capacity to deal with the pressure that they're under in those situations. And Sandra didn't really manage to live with Lee Evans at all in this game. No, it's exactly that, isn't it? It's it's all well and good looking pretty with the action and and the rest, but at the end of the day you've got to you've got to get the results as well and going up there and averaging 75 you, you're never going to do it um he's, for him to be there he's obviously a better player than a 75 average we know that for for a fact despite having never seen him throw a dart um but yeah i think it just it was it was solid from lee evans in as much as he did what he needed to do it's it's not going to be enough next round if he plays like that again but 
it was enough for today and that's about all you can really say about this game to be fair yeah the big takeaway from this i guess the doubles percentage nine from 22 from lee evans just three from nine from sandro again it's a professional performance from somebody on debut which we mentioned a little bit yesterday but sort of becoming a bit of a theme right now lee evans against an international qualifier up there for the first time goes and does a relatively comfortable job on there that performance won't be enough in round two but it's never about what's good no, enough for the next round it's, in the round you're playing it. it's about getting yeah. through yeah exactly that and he did that and and fair play to him and and obviously like i say it's good luck in the next round now and try and step up from there when you'd like to think obviously second game up there it'll be a little bit probably a little bit more relaxed himself and, and probably play a little bit better there as well indeed uh look we're gonna race for a couple of these because we've got eight more to predict a couple more clips to play i'm already eight minutes into the show so uh game number two this afternoon connor scott against christoph kachuk a mightily impressive performance from Connor Skirt, you think that's that's pretty much the level that Andy Barton just played that for the entire duration of the WF World Championship. Scott's produced that on his debut after such a disappointing debut year in the WDF last year. Obviously, he just picked up a store cup, but was still allowed to play in that tournament. Uh, the sniper, superb 3 0 job over Christoph Kachuk. The finishing from Scott was unbelievable nine from 14 in the end, including one of the best 1 3 8 you're ever going to see. That's just going to be a running joke forever now because a certain yep. former world champion bites it every single time. Uh, but what a magnificent performance from Connor Scott after losing the opening leg. He never really looked back. No, he didn't. It was, it was like I say, very, very impressive. Christoph's a very good player as well, really steady. He put in a, a solid performance of his own and, and got blown away, really, um, which shows you how well Connor played, really. And yeah, really impressive. I don't think either of us had this one to be fair i think i had it three two and you three one possibly um if i remember rightly from yesterday it was not we're expecting it to be a closer game and he's he's pretty much just handled him comprehensively and it's it was very impressive like you say yeah in terms of the international qualifiers no we know kachuk's got a tour card and, and there's play on the road door but in terms of the international qualifiers this was one of the better performances up until this point from christoph chuck as well he he looks solid his action is very nice, actually. You're looking at him through some of the legs where he's growing ton 40, ton ton, and you're like, how is he ever not winning things? <laughs> he just looked brilliant, and then he just goes through these phases where he just doesn't buy a treble for nine darts, and, and then you can sort of understand why. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's, there's that. There's always going to be those those little dip-offs in there, I suppose. But, but yeah, it was it was, it was was solid from him, and he, he played well. Nice one-to-one check-out from him as well, and it, it was a good game, and maybe probably deserved a little bit more out of it, possibly deserved a set, but just Connor didn't give him an opportunity. He did an indeed superb job from the sniper, Connor Scott, who again moves into the next round. I'm just going to get something else up on my laptop because I just keep saying they're into the next round. I'm actually telling you who they play. Uh, who do we have? Bracket, bracket, bracket. Prepared as ever. Uh, Scott will take on Gerwin Price on Monday night, of course. Uh, and the other winner was Lee Evans, whose reward is a matchup with Luke Humphreys. Yes, yeah, solid. Good luck in the next round. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, yeah, so I'm saying he's going to have to play better in the next round. Uh, yes, he is. Yeah, 85 against Luke Humphreys probably gets you no darts at all. Uh, it took six matches, but we did finally then get a winner from the international qualifier part of the draw. Uh, Darren Penhall uh, 
a uh, bit of an upset, I think, in this one. There were plenty of us here yesterday, including those in the chat room, back in Jules Van Doren. Like, he didn't have the best 18 months of his tour card. The last six months, he has been exceptional on the Pro Tour, uh, but he never really got going at all in this one against Darren Penhall, uh, the Englishman representing Australia. We've heard that before. <laughs> Of times <laughs> while well, we had a, a Dutchman representing the USA, it was all kind of confusing. This one, uh, but Penel was presented opportunities and he took them at every opportunity he got. He did, yeah. Like I say, 50% on the checkouts, he, he scored well as well. Uh, it's a really solid performance from someone who is giving the game up apparently and wasn't even going to consider playing past December unless he qualified for this. And now he's into the next round. and um, they have a free ride for him now just relax and go and have a go because if you're giving it up anyway it doesn't matter too much does it yeah the fact you're playing Joe Cullen in the next round probably doesn't set you up um, we do have the first time for this evening uh, a clip from Darren Pennell this is him in his post press match press com- in his post match press conference easy for you to say 20 to midnight Darren, congratulations. You spoke there about last time you were a tour card holder. Have you aspirations to come back and be that tour card holder again? No, this was all about just playing till this. That, that was it, really. Um, like I said, it's, you know, we had a go at it, and even though I'm playing it better now, like we, we keep talking about it, me and my wife, now and again, say perhaps I'm not finished, you know, because I can play some good stuff. And, you know, uh, it's meant to be, this is meant to be it. But you don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe we're all seniors. Maybe I don't know. I think I fancy a crack at that at some point. So after Alexandra Palace is done, are you not even going to play back home? Um, no, I wasn't planning to. Quite, quite a bold statement, considering how well that you, you've done this year, and you've, like you said earlier, you've dominated it. You've come here and, you, and you've played well. Just to walk away at that point in your career must be a, a hard thing to do. Yeah, yeah. It was the decision made was 18 months ago when I went back to Australia, and. Um, well, I said, said look, if we're going to go back to Australia to live, live there for the rest of our lives, then, you know, if you're going to play darts, you've got to be in England. So we made that decision at that time. And it was only this year that my best mate, that he never, he lives in Australia and he never watched me play when I was over here. So he got me playing again um, last Christmas Day, actually plugged me with a few drinks because I kept saying no. And then, yeah, so I played the whole year for fun, and that's what I said. I said, I played till Christmas, played to, and, and obviously then I went and qualified for this. So, um, as it stands, yeah, this is it. So. This is it, but not maybe it. And Mike yeah, I was going to say, yeah, he's, yeah. he's sort of left, left the door very much ajar at, at that point there. But... The further he goes, the more likely it is that we do see him at the World Seniors. That's yeah. just a fact. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> fact of life. Uh, the afternoon session was wrapped up uh, by two of the biggest characters in the game, uh, Dave Chisnell against Cameron Menzies. Unfortunately, didn't quite deliver performances befitting of their status of fan favourites and brilliant to watch. Um, but Dave Chisnell gets through the first round, scrappy fashion. Both players have chucked in a handful of 180s each, but Chisnell needs to find a lot more if he's going to break that duck at the Ali Pali. Yeah, it was um, poor on the outer ring. This game, I think, is probably the best best way of describing it. Uh, the scoring wasn't wasn't bad at all, to be fair. But yeah, they both both struggled on the outer ring, and maybe Cammy should have 
done a bit of plumbing in the morning and then my mind played a bit better. <laughs> maybe I got it completely wrong yesterday when I was saying that he should have just been spending the whole day getting ready for it. And maybe he just just needs to go and do a bit of plumbing and then and then just rock up and, and give it the big one. Because uh, it, it definitely worked better last night than he did today. Yeah, I mean, he's earned 34 darts at double in this match, only been able to take seven of them. That well, is it. not. He had more darts at double than Jizzy has. Yeah. And I guess that's probably why we saw the reaction at the end of the game from Cammy that we did in that this is a huge opportunity missed to get one over on one of the big boys on one of the biggest stages and, and book your spot in the third round the other side of Christmas. Yeah, exactly that. I mean, he started off, he's, he's flown through that first set and won it 3-0 and then he's only just lost the second set and then he's just dropped off massively in that in that third set where Jizzy stepped it up a little bit and played a bit more like we know he can and he's rattled through it 3-0 and he just never really recovered from that did he and just from that point on you kind of thought that the game was was probably done and he, he fought back a bit in that in that last set but that's just you felt Jizzy had him at arm's length a little bit at that point. You did indeed do we think that perhaps the name and reputation has, has done a bit of damage there. Once he starts getting himself into the game, that perhaps that's when it starts to go a little bit wrong for Menzies. Possibly, yeah. Um, but I mean, knowing knowing what he's like, I don't think he'd, he'd worry too much about that, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, I think he's just probably just playing his own game, but it's just not not quite worked for him up there today. And it's tough playing last yesterday evening and then coming back this afternoon it's not it's not the easiest way of of doing it either it's probably like to have the full day again and play play in the evening session rather than playing the afternoon after playing in the evening so maybe maybe that affects him a little bit but yeah just not not his best and just missed missed too many opportunities but i mean he's it's is it's i don't know i was going to say it's, it's a solid enough effort he's got through the first game Given Chizzy a bit of a scare in, in the in the second round, it's not it's not bad from him from his world, but he'd certainly been hoping for more. Yeah, I mean, like, he saved his tour card. That's exactly what he set out to do in this tournament. But this will definitely feel like an opportunity missed for Cameron Menzies. However, for Dave Chisnell, he does progress, and this is what he had to say at the end of his game. Well, I'm surprised it, it, Cameron didn't give any his antics like he did last night. Where he was like. Bouncing around stairs. He was more professional tonight. And I knew he was going to be like that. I knew he was going to play good. So I had to be. I say I had to be on my game to beat him, but I wasn't, but I still managed to win. I'm going to say what Ashton says. I'm not going to stop <laughs> until I win one. <laughs> so yeah, I think so. That is. I'm just going to believe it myself, which I do believe in it. I've said it in loads of interviews. I do believe in myself for winning a major. It's just getting the luck as well. I, like from I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm. I mean, I'd love to see him see him win one, but if he keeps doubling like he did today, he's going to be playing for a hell of a long time. Yeah, <laughs> we've seen three seeded players play in this tournament so far, and the other two have been mightily impressive. Dave Chisnell has been well off the pace. Yeah, as a percentage, but, that's not a good place to be. <laughs> but. But he won. He is won fairly comfortably, and that and is all that matters. Ten days to get ready for the tournament, so yeah, exactly. So, right into the evening session. Ugh. Contrast of styles is the way I'm going to describe these because they weren't dreadful matches. Nah. Both, 
when you think David Cameron has missed five set darts twice, there's, there's tension there, there's drama there, but the pace that this game was played at certainly didn't make it the most watchable that we've seen throughout this tournament. Jamie Hughes finally breaking that duck on the Ali Pali stage after four losses in four years, defeats the former World Seniors Masters winner, David Cameron, three sets to one. Yeah, the, um, the surprise here was that, and it's probably our fault that it's happened because we both picked the upset and both thought that he would be one that would be more solid when it came down to it. Um, and then he absolutely couldn't hit a barn door when it came to it. So I think that's um, possibly on us, that one. But um, yeah, he just just looked edgy all the way through, David Cameron, where you thought, especially when he's having those chances to win, to win the first set and then wins the second set. You're thinking, knowing what Yoz's record up there is like, you're thinking, it's chance to just step on it here and go and go and put him under a bit of pressure and beat him. And he just just didn't seem able to do it. The the scoring wasn't great from him, and then the back and the leg was even worse. So not what we expected from him, knowing knowing how consistent he can be and how reliable he generally is. Um, and he just struggled, but it was impressive the way that that Yosa wrapped it up. To be honest, that that final set, having never won up there, was was sort of he didn't falter at the end at the end of the leg really he got it wrapped up um and he was the one that in all the big moments deciding legs went went on and won it and thankfully saved us from having all 25 legs of it you would have loved it surely go on we'll go for the longest first round match ever but yeah look i guess (laughs) it's a timing issue right there isn't it david cameron has has played okay. He's played okay in, in TV events that we've seen him up until this point, but he's just not quite had that special something to get over the line in those key moments since we saw him lift that Masters title at the Lakeside last year, year before, last year just for another 15 days. And then it becomes the yeah. end. Um, disappointed from him, but superb from yours. Like you said, getting over the line for the first time. Uh, he is one of the players that we caught up with, and here is his post-match conference. Jamie, we can see the tears in your eyes now. Did that really banish some demons here tonight? Yeah, majorly, mate, majorly. Um, I, I, when I come off, I said I never thought I'd win a game on that stage because of the scars of the past. So that's, that's put a few skeletons back in where, they, where, they, where they've got to go. You know, um, look, I say, that it means a lot. I've, I've got fat, my brothers here, my sponsors here. He, he, my sponsors bought his wife and he's... Sonny, uh, stepson. So there was a lot of pressure on me tonight to to perform in front of them because if it were for them, I wouldn't be on the tour. Because I, you know, so um, that's for that's for Donald from Flexi. We've seen you win on the Euro Tour. We've seen you compete with the best. But like you said, there it's been a, a tough couple of years for you. Do you feel this can be the second coming of Jamie Hughes, and well, can we see I, that winner again? I just need to get used to what they're doing now because I've found it hard since. They stopped doing the Euro qualifiers before the players' championships. Now the Euro qualifiers, I'm after them. If that makes sense, yeah. if you're now in Darsway. So I've got to get used to a different, you know, that I've always been bad the last to- uh, last tournament of every block we have. Because if I'm being honest, my head's off home. So, you know what I mean? I'm like, well, I've only got this to play and then I'm going home. So, 
it's very unprofessional on my part, but you can't stop your head thinking, can you? I wish I could, you know, maybe there's a way that this is what I've got to do. I've got to look at a way to now deal with the way the diary is and how it, how it does. Because you can't change it, you've just got to, you've got to go with the flow. Interesting. I like that, that a lot of players would prefer a couple of games to warm up to get used to it rather than the Euro qualifiers being first and then the rest of the weekend being that little bit of a lull. But yours are coming at it from a different approach in that they're essential. But actually, when you get towards the back end of your time there, you are you are making plans to go home, aren't you? Like the last day, yeah. or I'm out, I drive home, right? I won't consume as much as doesn't happen in the world of darts, as we all know. But <laughs> yeah, right. you, um yeah, I think you got yeah. confused for a second there. Interesting. From Yoza, on to the second game of the evening session. This was an absolute slog. Again, very technically sound from Renato, Reynaldo Rivera, but a game that he controlled the pace of from start to finish. His throwing action wasn't actually that slow, but the setup and approach play from him definitely took his time. Took his time, didn't he? Getting up, getting yeah. up to throw. Uh, Again, there's no rules against that, but it was clearly difficult for Keane Barry to live with a manager player who likes to get on with it, likes to go at a decent pace. However, the young Irishman does prevail 3-1 in this one. Yeah, I think it's I think it's one of those for Keane. He's just got to be a little bit smart with it. And because like you say, he was he was slow in getting up to throw Ronaldo, but he's also not overly quick in going and retrieving his darts and, and getting out of the way as well. So Keane just got to be a little bit smarter and just whether it's just hang further back on the stage and have a bit more of a walk up, up to the hockey, just give yourself that extra moment where you're not getting there and then having to stand and wait. Because we know he's, he's rapid and he, he throws really fast, but you can still throw like that. Just don't get yourself there too early and be waiting around in, in your stance as much as anything. We think that's the an job. experience thing for someone like Keane to learn because, look, if he wants yeah. to play that pace forever, he's going to get games like this more often than not against players. There's plenty of them lurking about on the tour we've we've mentioned high profile ones such as Liam Maindor Lawrence and, and Marco Cantelli and now we're talking about Rivera Look, there's plenty more out there that are going to play at a decent pace and that are going to control the rhythm of games against you when you like to get on with it that's something he's got to learn to deal with and, and crack on with yeah exactly that he just needs to be like I say it's just about being a little bit smarter with it and Maybe as much as anything, when when you're practicing as well, just get yourself in a rhythm of of taking an extra couple of seconds before you're stepping up there. Just have a little timer set or whatever it might be that you don't get up there and throw before that that point when you're practicing, and just get just get used to getting to the hockey at that sort of pace. But give me his juice. He, he clearly he clearly didn't enjoy that pace tonight, but he got it done and he got the win anyway. Um, it wasn't not vintage from him by any means. It certainly wasn't wasn't as good as we've seen him play before but it was again his first round it's enough and he got he got him through he did couple of follow-up points firstly he will take on michael van gerwin in the next round he's one of a number of players so far this week who have said look i'm not at my best there it wasn't brilliant but i'd rather play them at full flow than i would them not turning up i think that's quite naive Yes. Connor Scott said it about Gerwin Price. I think Keane said similar about that. Simon Whitlock said, look, I'm going to get my ass kicked, but if I turn up, I'll give him a game, which I think was probably the most honest assessment of the lot. But yeah, that's it. I mean, going, look, my opponent's tough, but I want to play what they've got rather no, than I'd rather have an absolute nightmare. And if I'm being honest, they're not being very honest in that. Lee Evans was another, I think, uh, who said that, again, 
Luke Humphreys. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely Mad. not. Like, like we we played darts before, and you're a lot better than I am. I want you to turn up and play my level, not play at your level. Like that is exactly what you want if you want to try and win a game. You you turn up and play your best. I'm not going to beat you. It's just not going to happen. You like, won't that. <laughs> yeah. Although I reckon I'd probably give you a good go at the moment because you're bobbins by all accounts. I'm playing all right, you know. I've just retired, but I'm. I was going to say you've just retired because you're bobbins. No, I've retired because they're not the people. There's difference. Big difference. Not my teammates either. That's spin it. Spin it however you want, mate. I'm done. Um, the other thing we have to discuss is that tweet from the PDC. They've been building up to this, getting trying to be a little bit more edgy and comical with their content over the last couple of Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Seasons, uh, they're certainly going for that social media era and trend, but with all due respect, not even with all due respect, it was, it was damn right disrespectful, the tweet they put out about Rivera. It was a, it was a gif where a person appeared to be sleeping and then suddenly leapt up uh, to clap as if they weren't paying attention and something had just happened. Um, look, clearly that's meant for the casual fan and, and to try and get a bit of interaction in that one. Either that or their software had gone down and they completely misinterpreted because there wasn't any clips uh, of that game up until that point. Um, but for a player to have put the effort in that Rivera has to go and qualify for this tournament, there are no rules about pace and playing that way. And if you've got an issue with that, go and make some up because yep. you've got an average shot time in snooker. You could try and build something in darts. We've been on about it for a number of years. You don't have that in place yet. This is the world championship. You guys have opened it up to an international qualifier field as wide as you have. You cannot sit there and then slag off the quality of the players that have made it through. No, definitely not. It's, it's, it's a, poor moment from whoever was in charge of the socials at that point it's it's just there's just no need for it and i don't know whether it's is it the a little bit of the the paddy power effect of we know that paddy like to like to give it out and a bit on socials and whether they're trying to go with that a little bit because it's sponsored by paddy power but it was it was poor to be honest wasn't it you leave that to paddy and then they can get away with it they can have that little bit of edge about them exactly. what you can't do right. as the tournament promoter and organizer and, and competition is to be slagging off your own players oh, exactly. you and then the well, second you see that, that, is... that was a bit comical because there was a fly on the board it's like oh yeah we're really flying now dot dot yeah. dot after i think barry had scored 60. yeah 
Not with the darts in the board, right? Get a yeah, they were the fixed. Yeah. Not with the darts, because then it just looks like you're taking a piss even more. Yeah. Yeah, it's just someone's had a someone's had a shocker there, haven't they? And rightfully so. They're getting absolute pelters because of it. <laughs> so then again, I suppose it's it's driven the engagement they were probably after. It's amazing what you can do when you're controversial. Uh, on to the penultimate game of the night, one that Scott Williams has entertained him from start to finish, even if it wasn't pretty much the darts we were expecting from him. Opening leg, he's gone for a blind 180 for Christ's sake. He wraps up the match. Yeah, seven and game awesome. on the bullseye. Look, Scott Williams is an entertainer. You're either going to like him or love him, but is there a time and a place for that? Do you wait until you're you're two sets clear in the world champs to do that, or you know your opponent's no. first set? If that goes badly, you lose the leg and the set. You look like a bit of an idiot. You do, but I think there's more more respect for it doing it in the first leg than at two nil up, where you basically it's a little bit disrespectful to your opponent at that point. Whereas the in doing it in the first leg, it's basically saying, this is me, this is how I'm playing, and it's what I, I want to do, it's what helps me, and I'm going to go and do that. And, and to be fair to him, it didn't go to plan. I mean, it wasn't a blind 180 by any means. He'd fully let it go before he turned his head. Um, yeah, we need, we need a conversation on blind 180s as well. Yeah, point, yeah, it was just a little bit, it was just a little bit sure what he, rather than actually being a, the old no look. Um, but yeah, obviously rattled the barrel and didn't go in, which didn't didn't help. But then he pings the he pings the one twenty the next visit to to win the leg. So you I mean, you can't really argue with it to be fair. No, look, that's did. a key moment right there, wasn't it? That if that one twenty then doesn't go, that is where that unravels and you're like, why on earth I've done that? But actually to take that out in, in such comprehensive fashion that, that Scotty did the following visit probably Set him up and actually Muramatsu's in for one. Oh, it was absolutely um, perfect that next visit as well. And everyone was bang in the middle. Like it was it was absolutely spot on. And and that was probably just the it probably just relaxed him a little bit by going for it. And then even though it didn't go in, just being like, oh, fair enough, it's fine. And then then going and taking it out. Other than that though, to be fair, I thought after that point, he was pretty restrained and pretty like just composed and had his head switched on and just took his time and, and just played a really solid game other than that. I thought, I thought it was um, it was pretty impressive from him, to be fair, that he didn't get drawn into doing too much and just focused on his game and, and got the win. Yeah, I mean, the stats say he's actually been outscored. 26 tonnes to Haruki for 18 for Scott. Nine one forties to Scott, uh, eleven one forties to Haruki, two maximums apiece. I guess what you said there about him settling in and, and going to work and being a steady performance is exactly what he needed to put in against one of the more dangerous international qualifiers in Haruki, someone that we've seen at the Grand Slam already, we've seen at the Super Series. He is in possession of one of the nicest throws in all of World Darts. And when he gets it right, he does know how to use it. And there were glimpses throughout this. The set he reeled off was in... 45 darts, I think. It was, yeah. Yeah, rapid, just straight through it and and won it won it really well. Might have been just over 45, but either way, it wasn't it wasn't many. Um so like you say, I think it was a that's why I think it was such a solid performance from Scott to be fair. He didn't really let him get into it. 
and very impressive on the outer ring, as, as impressive as anyone we've we've seen today. Um, just, I thought it was good. Uh, I think he'll play better again next round, and he fancies it as well, apparently. Well, let's find out what he said, shall we? Yeah, that, that's just me. I am a, a bit of a weirdo. Um, not, I'm not as mad as Cammy, but um, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty, uh, yeah, you know. But especially on the world stages, you, you want to be the best you are. And when you win a leg, you, no, I've seen stuff on social media about Cammy, like, people cringing at how he acts. The boy's a plumber. He turns up. He turns up. He's playing. He's playing against. He's watching. Uh, three and a half thousand, four and a half thousand people are watching. Plus the millions at home. He does what he wants up there. Just let us do what we do. You watch and behave yourselves, right? And we'll just get on with it. And uh, and that's what I'm going to continue to be and do. And if if I win a leg and I'm happy with it, that one two seven was delightful, by the way. Um, then then I'm happy with it and I'm going to continue to do it. Mate. Yeah. One thing on the first leg, I think you went two treble twenties and then slipped away into the five with the no limit 180. I think some people would look at that as disrespectful. I didn't slip away, I actually ricocheted off the, the, front, <laughs> ricocheted off the other two barrels. Thank you very much. Yeah, but it's, it's one of the things, um, no, people people know who I am and they know what they're doing. Haruki is, you know, as butch as he, he's, he's seen what I do. He knows, I, he knows who I am, I know who he is. So he knows who I am. He knows I'm gonna do something stupid at some point. And that was the one And you know, I'll do it again Thursday. And if it doesn't go in the 20, trouble 20 again, that's bad luck for me, innit? But I'll do it, and I'll do it, and if I want to do it, I'll do it again. It's as simple as that. And if people don't like it, then just turn turn your TV to eat Emmerdale or something. <laughs> turn your TV to Emmerdale. I like it. Um, <laughs> if you're going to question him on, on the normal one, you at least get it right with what actually happened with the dark. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but also, does that happen if you look in? There's always that conversation, isn't it? Uh, on to the final game of the night, and he's back. At the Alexander Sam Whitlock. What? Sam Whitlock, he's back. <laughs> no. Uh, the <laughs> other man is well and truly back. Gary Anderson is back at his spiritual home, the Alexandra Palace, uh, 15 years uh, he has been to the top of Muswell Hill. He's been to the top of the world twice before, Cameron. After a performance like that, he may be in the hunt to be on top of the world once again because, my God, the flying Scotsman, look, he's had the best average on tour all year. First three darts of the tournament were a 180. Let's be honest, we all thought five, I think it was, perfect to open. It was like, yeah. oh, here we go. 11 dart leg to open. Opening set was 104 average from the flying Scotsman, Gary Anderson. He just absolutely loves this tournament, absolutely loves this venue. And when he gets going, we all love to watch him. Yeah, absolutely. That that first set, it was, the game was over at that point, wasn't it? We At no point did anyone, especially Simon Whitlock himself, believe that he was coming back after that first set. Um, it was it was so impressive. Like you say, it was, I think it was 11, 14, and then 18 darts to, to wrap up the first set. So it was, it was just so good from him. Like, like you say, five darts in on the on the first one. I thought he should have switched on the sixth. To be fair, it looked <laughs> awkward that last one. He tried to force it in there. I just thought if he switched, he probably pings it straight in the middle of the nineteens, and and then it's on. But who am I to tell Gary Anderson what he should be doing at that point? Um, it was 
no, it was class. And I just really enjoyed watching it. And he's got a chance on it. He's definitely got a chance. I mean, it's definitely a case of whisper it quietly. But when you consider the part of the draw region as well, his next opponent will be one of Keegan Brown or Boris Kirchmeier. The winner of that will play the injured Dirk van Dijvenbode. And then Gary Anderson awaits in the third round. He's already off home. He's got 10 days now at home until the other side of Christmas, until he returns to play again. Uh, look, part of that draw is Gerwin Price, but the performance from Connor Scott might well catch the Iceman off guard on Monday night. Uh, Brendan Dolan, Mickey Mansell, Zhao Chen, Zhong, the other players in that part of the draw. Look, if one of them comes through it, Gary won't enjoy the pace, but he certainly will enjoy, without being disrespectful, the drop-down in quality of opponent, then it could be Gerwin Price in the fourth round. Uh, then you look at that top half, that's where it gets a little bit crazy. Luke Little, Andrew Gildon, James Wade, Barney, Peter Wright, etc., um, but this does look set up for a very, very nice and deep Gary Anderson run at Alexandra Palace once again. Yeah, like you say, that he's not going to be concerned about that next round whatsoever. Round three, he's, I've already put him through. I've, I've given him the win. I don't even know who he's playing yet, but he's he's going to win. Um, <laughs> I just I can't see any of the three beating him. Dirk at his best absolutely can, uh, but we know Dirk's struggling. He's nowhere near at his best with the injury. So. Yeah, I think Gary's already through that. And then you're looking at, like say, the next round. And even if it is Gezi, Gezi's going to have to play bloody well to be in the way he's played. The other thing to consider is Dirk doesn't play his next game, his first game, until the 22nd. So he's got another five days. They break up on the 23rd. They'll be back for round three uh, after Christmas. There's only, what, three and a half days of that. The amount of time off the Dirk's going to get to rest that shoulder, should it be him that comes through from that part of the draw, is a lot smaller than the amount of time Gary's got to put his feet up at home. The only concern, I guess, for Gary Anderson fans is, does he pick the darts up over Christmas? Because if he does, he could be in with a real shout. We keep saying that. I'm not stalling for time, honestly. We're not going to get the Gary Anderson clip, but that interview will be available in full on our YouTube channel, as are interviews of all of the winners throughout the Paddy Power World Darts Championship. Right, we've been for 40 minutes already. This is the bit where we start predicting what happens tomorrow. Neither of us can remember if we've had any sort of success today. Uh, but we're going to get on with it anyway, first up. Oh, we got, hang on. We got a, we got a couple right, didn't we? Well, we got one. Oh, we, well, I think we both had Gary to win 3-0 as well. I think we might have had 3-1. Scott, I think I had three two. I think I might have given Rivera a set. Can yeah, I'm not. She's no. I think that we had that three two. We both had jewels. We had that tight. Uh, it's been better. Uh, on to tomorrow Sunday. Uh, another double header uh, starts in the afternoon with two absolute characters of the game. Rapid Ricky Evans takes on the Saint Simon Adams, a man I had the pleasure to meet last week down in the Moto Super Series. Um, this could absolutely anything could happen here, Cam. Yeah. Um yeah, it's just this is pick out of a hat here and decide what what you just go with what you want. And I think I think Simon Adams wins. Three two. Simon Adams is a great guy, Sean absolute character look if he produces the top level that we know he's got one of his first two games in 
the Super Series in week five. He averaged 107. If he can rock up and produce that performance, Ricky Evans got his work cut out for him. If he rocks up and produces the the mid-70s, low-80s that we saw plenty of times from during that great... Uh, during that campaign as well, then Ricky Evans should have more than enough uh, to beat the Saint. Uh, I'm going to say... This is tough, because I actually think both of them are fantastic people. Yeah. I have to say Ricky wins 3-2. I think just because of the experience and the quality that that Ricky has. Yeah. Uh, But I think it's close. Yeah, I've sort of gone the other way just on recent competitive darts that Simon's been playing. Just I think it'll maybe give him more of an edge. But yeah, it's going to be close, isn't it? Which mm. means back the 3 0 either way. Yeah. Uh, chat room, we've got Sean Evans 3 0. Never seen Simon play. We have haha, advantage us. Uh, Andrew says Evans 3 1. Daniel says exactly the same. Kieran says Evans 3 2. And Graham says 3 0. Evans nerves gets to Adam. Let's hope we see the celebration at least once. Uh, on to match number two tomorrow and the shortest odds for any single game in the PDC World Championship first round for a long, long time. Jim Williams takes on the Guyana and Norman Madhu back for the first time since 2011. <clears throat> Is there any way Norman wins this match, Cam? I, I think you being generous by asking that question to be honest i thought you were going to say is there any way he wins a set um so yeah i've got it three 0 for jim williams I, I can't see any other result yeah look, the quiff is playing some fantastic darts right now it's almost like he's remembered he is a darts player for half the year because he just gave up on half the events throughout the season um I'm going to be honest, the only score prediction I'm going to read out from the chat room anybody that's not predicting a 3-0, because I think that's where absolutely everybody is heading. Sean and Daniel both have gone in that direction. Uh, so we're going to move on uh, to the third game of the night. And again, two characters, two fantastic throwing actions. Matt Campbell, um, one of the more robotic and coached actions, shall we say. Lawrence Lagan, one of the most natural and superb throwing actions you're going to see. Absolute character up on Yoki. Never really delivers, though. He's threatened it a number of times. We've seen him play at the World Cup, been excited for him, but actually Malik Dem was the one that nearly pulled off that shock against Peter Wright a couple of years ago. Can Lawrence Alagan get a win for the Philippines up on the Alexandra Palace stage when he takes on Matt Campbell? I just don't fancy it. Like you say, it's such a good action. Looks great, good character, but just fails to deliver when it when it comes to it, um, and stands in the way of the camera a lot. <laughs> um, I've seen so, more of that man's ass than anything else. <laughs> so I think I just think Matt Campbell will be a little bit more consistent and runs out a three-one winner in this one. He did make it to the second round last year, beat Roby John Rodriguez 3-2. Uh, who did he then succumb to? Could be anywhere. I've lost it now. Oh, you lost it a while ago, mate. Rude. There can't be that many of the flags lying around, can there? 
Anyone? Bueller? What is it? Oh, I lost to Dimitri van der Berg 3 0. Look, Dimitri had a decent year last year as well, so we'll let him off. Um, I'm so stuck with this one because Campbell's not had a great year either, I don't think. He's another who we got very excited about because of his World Cup performances. Then that Belgian performance came in his debut year, got his tour card, been steady at times, has had a run to go deep on a pro tour this year, but. There are other times where you're looking and going, I just want a bit more from you. And I think that means he gets drawn into a battle with Alaga. And I'm still going to say he comes out of it 3-2. But again, I think this one goes tight. Uh, and then we close uh, the session tomorrow afternoon uh, with the rock star Joe Cullen against Darren Pennell. Pennell look, finished magnificently this afternoon, but he's going to have to find an extra gear if he's going to even lay a glove on the rock star, surely. You think so? But Joe's not had the best year either. First game, you know, oh, Pennell's already been up there. He could go and put it to him a little bit, especially if he is consistent and good on the outer ring. But no, no, I, don't, I just, I can't see the upset. And I think, I think he gets a set. I think it's another 3 1, but I think Cullen wins it. I'm going 3 0 with this one. Uh, I'm going three now. I just think if Colin gets rocking and rolling, panels in for a very, very short but sweet trip uh, up onto the Alexander Palace stage. Chat room, uh, Sean's got Colin 3 0. Graham's got 3 1. Daniel's got 3 1. Kieran's gone 3 2. Andrew has 3 1 in that one. We move on to the evening session where Dylan Slevin takes on Florian Hempel. Slevin, the beneficiary of a late withdrawal from Danny Knopp at the Players' Championship finals. He was player number 65. Uh, Florian Hempel not had the second season that perhaps many were expecting after he exploded onto the scene last year, a bit like Michael Richards did. Uh, he burst onto the scene as well. <laughs> I think this is tough to call this one. Yeah, I do as well. But I fancy Hempel, does it? I think three two. I think it's close. I think it goes goes a long way, possibly even deciding leg in the in the final set. But I think Hempel wins. I'm going the other way. I'm going Slevin three one. Big German crowd there to support Florian Hempel. Uh, but I think Ocean Slevin comes through 3-1. Graham's gone Hempel 3-1, playing better recently he is. Um, but I'm still not sure I back him. Andrew's gone 3-2 Slevin, as is Daniel. I think that's more the direction I'm heading in. Uh, the second game of the night will not be very watchable, is my prediction. Nils Honeval against Darren Webster. <laughs> um you're in for it here, fans. The neutrals are not going to enjoy this one. The, the purists are going to be, isn't it brilliant? Darren Webster's back up on stage and, and Donovan's more than capable, but tough watch. Predictions on about 3-1. Yeah, I fancy Donovan to win this one as well, and I, I'm going to go with you on it. I think I think 3-1. I don't think it goes too close. I think it'll be relatively comfortable for him. Indeed. Sean says we'd like to see Webster do well to win 3-2. Why is it on an evening? 
excellent question, Graham, but it's got to be played somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it on a tour? Uh, Daniel says, yeah, it's 3-1. <laughs> Sorry, boys. I like them as well. Um, penultimate game of the night. There's a couple of previews which have said this is the one the fans have been waiting for. At this point, it genuinely might be the one the fans are waiting for up until this moment. They might be the waiting day. a while for it. Jermaine Watamena against Fallon Sherrup, the Queen of the Palace, returns to the stage of that infamous victory over Ted Evett a couple of years ago, backed up by that victory over Mentor Sulevich. Can she do it again? Yes. I think this is a very good draw for her. I just, I, I don't have a lot of faith in Jermaine holding it together on stage against anyone particularly to be honest if we'd asked this question september before before september for any point in the last four years i'd have been yeah she's she's massively favorite for the last three months jermaine watermain has remembered he's a dark player he has and he's and he has played better but on the stage when it matters will he hold it together and i'd, I'd I'd have that question, whoever he was playing, the fact he's playing Fallon, if she goes and wins the first set, I think he absolutely crumbles at that point. And it could be 3-0. I'm going to go 3-1. I don't think it is 3-0, but I think it's Fallon. And I think, think I'm going to give, give him a set, but I think she's pretty comfortable there. I'm basing this off the fact that we see the Jermaine that we've seen in September and October. And I think he wins this one, three, one. Uh, chat room, Graham says, crowd get to Watermaina, three, one. Fallon, Kieran's got Fallon, two, three. Interesting way of writing it. Uh, Matt says, going tomorrow to morning session. Saw Ricky Evans last year as well. Incredibly entertaining player to see. Uh, Sean says, Fallon, three, two. Andrew says, Watermaina, three, one. Kieran says crowd gonna get to Watermana. So I think you've got Fallon to win three two then. And Daniel's got Watermana three one. Might be the most sensible thing a Chelsea fan's ever said. Uh, and the final <laughs> game of the evening tomorrow, uh the tournament favourite, as far as I believe. Uh Luke Humphreys enters the Rightly so, the tournament favourite as well. <laughs> won three of the last four major tournaments. He's absolutely flying right now. Um and if I'm being completely honest, despite a pretty solid performance from Lee Evans, I don't see him putting up much of a roadblock in round two to Cool Hand, who has just been magnificent of late. Yeah, exactly that. Um, I yeah, I can't see him doing anything here. I think Luke's just far too good at the moment. And the way he's playing, I, I don't see him giving a setup here. I think he cruises through his first round game and... Yeah, second round game, sorry, his first game of the tournament and just gets ready for after Christmas. I'm going to go 3-0 as well. I'm not sure it's quite 9-0 in legs and 107 average like Graham's predicted, but I'm going to say 3-0. <laughs> I mean, bold, but it, I, I, would you be surprised? I would not be surprised, no. <laughs> it's 14 and dark leg average. Um, superb if he pulls it off. Uh, final predictions then. Sean says Humphreys 3-0, as does Kieran. Uh, Matt says 3-0 Luke. Easy, maybe whitewash. And Andrew says Humphreys 3-0. There's a couple that are tipping it then. I don't think we've seen anybody tip that heavily in a while either. Um, that has been tonight's fallout bar. 
regarding the Paddy Power PDC World Darts Championship Night number two. Uh, quick couple of notifications. First of all, well done to Andreas Harrison for winning the series at week six of the Moda Super Series. He beat Richie Housen in tonight's final 4-1. So we'll be off the Champions Week uh, in February, which probably works out pretty nicely considering Champions Week is the same week as the Seniors World Darts Championship and Richie Housen will be at the Circus Tavern on the Friday night. So, uh, yeah, good good result for everyone all around in that one. Superb. Uh, all of the interviews from the winners in their post-match press conferences are available in full on our YouTube channel. Phil Bars collating them as ever. Uh, from Alexandra Palace. You guys can head over there and catch all of them. Now, if you're listening back, uh, we really do appreciate it. Cam's even made a note of our predictions tonight because he knows we're back again tomorrow. And we'll have a shorter show tomorrow because there is only four games to look forward to. Uh, so we can rib each other a little bit on that one. Uh, really, really do uh, appreciate all of you guys for sticking with us tonight. It is incredibly late here in the UK, but there's more of you watching now than I was yesterday. So thanks for bearing with us. Uh, we've been online darts. This has been the fallout, but we will catch you all very, very soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 